service for those that are here for the first time you know thank you for coming and joining us and you know this is a place to worship the lord and you know my encouragement is just like let loose amen let loose let jesus christ just do what he wants to do for you tonight because he wants to do something that's why you're here amen i just want to share a quick testimony uh, brother glenn he is an evangelist that you know will come once in a while to our church and, and bring a word and uh a couple years back, um, not a couple years, probably like four years ago or three years ago, maybe two or three years, he shared a, a message and uh, during the time of prayer, he encouraged us to go to the Word just like he did, you know, today. And I went to the Word and and um, and the Lord led me to, to John 17, which is the same verse that he led me today again. And God just wants me, and when I read it, you know, for him to, it was for him and I to be one. You know, John 17, if you guys were here for a prayer time, you know, he shared that with me, and I closed it, the Bible, and I just meditated on it, and I just stood still in the Lord's presence, sitting down, and just tears began to come down my eyes, and <laughs> I couldn't control it, just God came, I was on the floor wailing like a baby, and the glory, like, I said, I'm like, the river was just, I was, I was drowning in the river of God. And, and let me tell you, if you, if God is touching you tonight, we're at a point where you got to get, where, where he is drawing you on your knees and you're starting to cry. Well, you're like, man, I'm going to, I'm here sounding like a wailing baby. Feel free to do that. Because God wants to do that. And let me tell you, he led me to that today again, because, and, and not to say that I didn't learn something from the first time, but guys, it got a relationship. He's just saying, I love you. And he's still calling us to be with him. Not that I haven't been with him, but he's just saying, hey, I still, I still want you to be with me. I still want you to keep drawing with me. I still want, you know what I'm saying? That's that relationship. So I just want to encourage you tonight. When God speaks to you, amen, expect him to speak to you. Just allow him to be sensitive to the spirit of God to just do what he wants to do in you, amen. So let's pray. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus for your Holy Spirit to take control. That is my prayer. <laughs> That's it. For your Holy Spirit to take control. Right now we surrender. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. What an awesome prayer. Let's just lift up our voice right now. The Holy Spirit take control. <laughs> See, Holy Spirit isn't just like a force or a, even a presence or an energy or something weird like that. Holy Spirit is a person. And you can speak to Holy Spirit like a person. Just like you speak to Jesus, just like you speak to Abba, the Father, just... Speak to Holy Spirit right now and say, you're welcome here, Holy Spirit. Not only are you welcome, but you serve us. You take control. I surrender to you. Come on, just lift up your voice right now. Just close your eyes. You don't have to look at me right now. Just close your eyes and think upon the Holy Spirit. You know, this is such an intimate group. I know most of you right now. So why don't we just gather together like a family up here. I know I call you up here, and I don't mean to be religious with that. I just really feel like when we're close here in the altar, you know, that, that 
the altar of change. It's going to change us when you respond and just come and you draw close. So everybody, just come off your seats. Just come close to him. Representatively, as you're coming close to the altar, you're coming close to him. You're drawing near to him. It's like, Lord, you're all I want right now. Father God, we don't want a religious service. Lord, we don't want to sing songs like we did yesterday or this morning. And just like we do every Sunday, God, religiously. And here we go, God. We check in the church and we check out and we're good. We're done. Me and you are cool now, right? Lord, we don't want to do that right now. We want to experience you. We want to experience you. So if you want to experience him, just reach out your hands right now. And in your own way, just say, Lord, touch me. I want to know you in a different way. Come on, just pray right now. today. We're not here to play games. We're not here to play patty cake with Jesus. We're here to be real with him. Be real right now.
space with worship. Fill up the space with worship. Come on. Fill up the dead air with worship right now. Come on. surrounding you now. <laughs> Heaven is all around us. They sing along with you, say. Heaven is all around us. Heaven is all goodness in the land of the living. I see your goodness in the land of the living. Cause heaven is all around us. And heaven is all should make you feel good right about now. <laughs> Heaven is all around us. Heaven is all around us. Woo, come on. Come on. Heaven is all around us. The faster you realize it, the better it gets. Come on. Heaven is all around us, and heaven is all around us. I see your goodness. 
see your goodness in the land of the living. I see your goodness in the land of the living. I see your goodness in the land of the living. I see your goodness in the land of the living. Come on, heaven. Cause heaven is all around us. Come on, lift up your hands and feel the presence. Heaven is all around us. Put out your feelers right now. <laughs> heaven is all around us. Heaven is all around us. Lift up a shout of Satisfy my soul. Oh, you cause me to drink, God. You cause me to drink deep of your rivers that satisfy my soul. Oh, rivers of living water, and I will never thirst again. I will never thirst again. Because heaven is all. church lead the band into worship come on church lead us show us how to worship up here Spirit, I pray you wave right now through each heart, through each seat, 
through each person, Holy Ghost. We release you now, Holy Ghost. We release you now, Holy Ghost. Be released right now in every heart, God. Let every heart feel you. Let everyone know you. Let everyone sense that you are God and that you are here. In Jesus' name. Because oh, heaven is all around us. And heaven is all around us. Heaven is all just like the saints right now. Worship.
next two minutes, the band's just going to play and you're just going to worship. Simple enough? Come on. Spirit, pour out your spirit. 
about our God, one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God revealed to us in three persons, one God, one God, one God, one God Almighty who is all-powerful, who is all-present, and he's all-knowing. And God, we welcome you here. We thank you, Holy Ghost, because you're here. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Come on, somebody welcome him with me right now. Some more. Come on. Come on. We're going overtime. Oh, he's got the victory. He's got the victory. Whatever you're going through, wherever you're at, he's got the victory. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord of Lords. It's all about you. It's all about you. You are the God of the universe. You stretched out the heavens. Hallelujah. You own a cattle on a thousand hills. That's you. You take care of the birds of the air and the, and the fish in the sea. How much more will you not take care of your children here in this place this evening? 
God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy and your grace. We thank you for your timely words, God, that will be given today, dear God. We thank you for hearts that will be transformed, dear God, never to be the same again. We ask that you have your way, Holy Spirit. We're hungry, and your word says that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. God, so we stand upon your word this evening. We stand upon that word, and we ask that you come. We want to draw closer to you, dear God. Father, we know that you're here, but Father, we pray for your tangible presence, dear God, that we would be aware of how close you really are, and not just for a moment, dear God, but for a lifetime and all of eternity, dear God. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Come on, give them some praise. Hallelujah, Señor. Hallelujah. Gloria, Señor. Gloria a tu nombre, Señor. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for joining us this evening. Just greet your neighbor and find a seat. If we could just get the thank you right there. Thank you all so much for joining us. God is here. Isn't he good? Yes, please. Welcome to Metro Praise International. Thank you so much for joining us on this special evening, special night of worship, praise, and a word. Come on, we're ready to meet with the Lord, aren't we? Here at Metro Praise, we have two main services, Sundays at 10 a.m., Fridays at 7 p.m. Those are for all of our first-time visitors. If, if you don't have a home church or today you're deciding, I'm going to go after God, we welcome you to join us to be a part of our church. And like I said, Sundays at 10 a.m., Fridays at 7 p.m. is our Elevate Youth Service. Come on, Elevate, make some noise. All right, yes. So we know that today we're having a special service. Pastor Glenn Badonsky is coming to, to meet with us and just share a word that God has put on his heart. So we're going to take some time to bless him and to, to uh, bless his ministry in just a few uh, moments. But here at Metro Praise, we have a vision of loving God and loving people. That's what this church is all about. That's all we want to do is we want to love God and we want to love his people, right? And we have a discipleship strategy of connect, mentor, and send. And so that's what we're about. We want to make sure you're connected to Jesus Christ. You get mentored about him somebody at this church wants to mentor you if if you uh come and you join us you're a part of us someone will mentor you walk with you through this journey as you walk with christ because why because once god comes into your life and he transforms your life he wants to use you to go impact others and that's the third part of our discipleship strategy is send somebody say send God wants to use us. And we have a goal of 100,000 disciples here in the city of Chicago, 50 churches here, and 500 all around the world. Come on, if you believe God can do it, give him some praise. Amen. And so right now, like I said, we are going to uh, bless uh, Pastor Glenn and everything that he's doing in his ministry for coming out here to join us all the way from Mobile, Alabama. He has his beautiful wife, two kids back home, and he's doing an amazing work for the Lord. He actually has a ministry in India, planting churches, Bible colleges there. So God is doing an amazing thing. We know the scriptures say in Acts 20, 35, the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And today we know that we're blessed because as we give, because we're able to give, it's because we know we're blessed. We got something to give. We're blessed, and we want to be a blessing to him, his ministry, and to his family. And so we set out as a church to, to be able to provide $1,000 to him and his ministry. And so thus far, we've raised $500, amen. So that is beautiful. That is awesome. And we want to make sure that we take care of that rest of that 500 tonight, this evening, to go forth and to, to sow that seed into his life and, and other people that he is, he is impacting. And so if you want to right now, if you got those envelopes, you guys got your envelopes? tithes and offering envelope right there 
that will be an offering. Please circle offering and just write Pastor Glenn's name right there um, so it'll go towards him. If you want to give online, please make sure you, t you type out for Pastor Glenn. It will go directly to him. You can give through Chase Quick Pay, the online bill pay, or through PayPal. Just put on there in the notes section. Pastor Glenn will go directly to him. If you're writing a check, make it out to Metro Praise International so we can write him one big check. Amen. Please stand to your feet with me this this evening. Are you guys excited? Who's hungry? Who's hungry? I'm hungry. <laughs> I want more of the Lord, and I just want to take this time to really bless him because he's been a great part of our lives. He's always been there, a great supporter of our ministry, and so we work together, right? We are united as we're one body, and so we want to make sure we take care of that. And so once again, let's recite this scripture together. Acts 20, 35, the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Let's pray, and let's pray for him and his ministry. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this offering that's going forth. Father, we thank you for all the people people that are giving this evening. Father, some may give sacrificially, but God, we know that you will provide the seed, dear God, to meet the need. And so this evening, God, we pray that this 500 will be taken care of and we would go above and beyond. Father, we thank you for generous hearts in this room, dear God, to give into your people. So just be blessed, dear God. We pray that you would be blessed with this offering, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for your giving. Come up as you give. Good evening. How's everybody doing tonight? Someone say hot. Let me tell you something. Hell's a whole lot hotter than this here. Amen. Uh, if you just give a minute, I'd love to just, I don't have a lot of time to talk about my ministry tonight. I want to just show you a quick video. It's like three minutes, four minutes long. Um, but really my hope is that you'll catch a burden for our ministry, seeing some of the things that we do across the United States and, and around the world. And uh, if you're interested in more information about our ministry, uh, you can, you, you, there at the end of the video or even after a service um, or Facebook, Facebook or whatever, there's, uh, there's a lot of links that you can get in contact with us for. Um, but I, I really, this is what my heart is, is that I would raise up prayer partners. How many knows that prayer changes things? Amen. 
And the more people that you have praying, focus brings results, amen? And so I would love to have you praying for us. Even this, this summer, we've got some uh, evangelism camps, um, and we've got a lot of things going on in India. So I'd really appreciate if you just kind of watch the video. If you get a burden for anything that, 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 that comes back to you during your prayer time, make sure you lift that up for us. And, and, and do the, how many know finances is good? We need to help that way, but we also need prayer. And I believe that if you don't have the finances, but you got the heart for God, God will help you through prayer. And then when you get the finances, you can sow that as well. Amen. So just, just give it a look real quick.
it's 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 hard for me not to get choked up when I see some of these people. They're they're not just people that I filmed off the street. These are people who God has given me an opportunity to to, to minister to their lives, and I've received so much more than they've received from me. I've received more from them, and I'm. Um, I'm thankful there's so many people on there. I'm thinking about uh, one of the older men that you saw towards the end of the video, Touching Generations. Uh, that's that his name. He's Tata, and Tata just went to be with the Lord. But when we first met with him, I remember he was so blessed by the ministry. And, you know, God just, you, you know, God utilized this man who didn't have a home in an area of his city in a section where there were no brick buildings, only huts. Uh, and it was always being flooded. And, 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 and the Lord utilize this family who first came to Christ and uh, this man who was so blessed. I remember my first trip I went over there and after, you know, he, he received our ministry and he wanted to be a blessing to us. He he came with some sweet limes from his tree and he wanted to give that to me. Obviously, you know, and you can't bring those back through customs. And and when I wasn't able to do that, he just began to cry because he felt like he had nothing to give me. And I and I began to weep and I say, man, you have given me more than I can imagine. Just this this kind of a sacrifice, this kind of a love. And, you know, to be able to go and w when they just literally all they had the money for was to put cement down to lay a foundation for their for their new home and to be able to dedicate that. And then a few years later, being able to go back and, and being able to see God not only give them a, a home, but give them the first brick home in their entire area. And it means something because Hindu people believe in blessing. And they, their gods, they believe, blessed them. And all the people surrounding that, that their gods weren't blessing them, all of a sudden this God, Jesus, who this man serves, has elevated this family to be the first family in their area to build a brick home, which is a very prestigious thing. I don't know about you. I mean, it's, I know we got brick everywhere. Amen. <laughs> We're up in the metro, if you don't know. Amen. But but and and there and just just these these stories, you know, we, we, we do community uh, education and some places we don't have buildings. All we have is tarps. But we've got the love of God. Amen. And we just go there and we, we, we gather these kids on a weekly basis, sometimes on a three to four days a week basis. Uh, and we we get them, you know, together. We share the gospel. We teach them simple English. A Adam ate an apple. B, Noah built a big boat. And so we get them learning the Christian stories. And, 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 and these are Muslim neighborhoods and Hindu neighborhoods. And so um, and then we've been fortunate enough to have uh, two daycares and, and preschools uh, where we, we actually have 45 village students that come every single day in the morning and in the evening. In the evening, they receive a meal. In the morning, they receive uh, uh, their instruction and their education to get ready to go to school. And, and, and these are the kind of things that we believe. We believe in building people. Amen. We believe in preaching the gospel. We believe the gospel is proclamational and it's social. And so we do both at the same time. We do medical camps. Uh, one of the greatest stories is about a, a Hindu doctor who comes with us, who she's an ex-Hindu, I should say, because God radically set her free. She was spitting blood out of, a, out of her mouth every morning. Her doctors, her colleagues couldn't diagnose her. Uh, and then one morning she had blood in her teeth. And she looked in that mirror and she said, Jesus, I heard that you are a healing God. If you're the healing God, heal me. And if you heal me, I'll take you as my only God. And from that day forward, she never spit blood in the sink. Come on, somebody. Amen. What I love about India and what I love about this part of the world, there's already a belief installed in their hearts for the supernatural. See, they believe in the supernatural. They just they have a they have a satanic infrastructure, if you will. There's already capacity to believe supernatural things happen to people. 
Uh, but they always see it in the negative. They always see it as you can go down to the pujari and put a curse on somebody. Or, uh, uh, you know, that if somebody looks at your property with an evil eye, you'll lose everything that you have. And so when you come with the God who is the author and finisher of people's faith, amen, the, the, when you come and you preach to God who didn't only just cry out to them from the heavens or didn't even cry out, their guys don't even cry out to them. They just, they, they, they have to get their God's attention, amen. Our God didn't, they didn't get, they had to get our God's attention. He came to come and find them, amen, because they were lost, and he realized they were, they were nowhere near finding their way to him. And so when you share that message and that everybody stands at even ground at the cross, amen, in their society, they, they're, they're, you have caste systems. So if your caste isn't of this level, you're not allowed to eat in certain places. You're not allowed to be touched. To, and, 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 and some of the places that we go, they have deletes or the, what are called untouchable people. And there's belief in certain parts of India that we go that if you as a person give food to these people, you have now hindered them from learning their lesson of punishment from their last life. And that if you give them food from a vessel in your kitchen that all the vessels that look like that are now defiled and so we have these people who will throw their food on the floor to these deletes and these people have to scrape it up I tell you it broke my heart I don't know about you but I don't want to eat my stuff off the floor and that's the question that God keeps asking me I've been there 18 times I'm going to go on my 19th trip trip if the Lord should tarry and I get to go in November again for the 19th time but there's a question he keeps on asking me he said you say you love your neighbor as yourself what are you doing and that's what I have to be honest with you. Well, I want to eat off a plate. I'm going to go. And I went and I bought out as many plates as I could find. Amen. And I made sure that everybody that I knew that had that situation uh, has, has a plate to eat. You know, so we're a very practical ministry. We believe in indigenous ministry. What we believe is that we believe that indigenous people or people from that nation do the best work. Okay. Uh, and, we, and we provide guidance. We provide accountability. We fine tune things. We, we, we're in partnership with the people over there. We have a ministry founded in India called Double Portion Asia, literally recognized by the government of India. We have the authority to start schools. That's how we got our Bible college and all these other schools. We have the authority to start uh, um, all different kind of things. And there are different, different, different ways to catch fish, just as long as you're catching them. Amen. And, you know, there's no catching fish in the bathtub. I don't know. Anybody ever caught a fish in the bathtub? Give me a wave if you have. We need, you almost waved. I saw you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't catch fish in the bathtub. And so we don't, we don't try to preach to the, to the Christians there in India. We encourage them to come out with us. Amen. And so uh, I would ask you to really take up a burden for, for, for if it's not our ministry, somebody else that's doing a, a valid gospel work in these countries. Amen. There's a lot of people doing great things for God. I just happen to have a, an opportunity to share with you this, you know, this evening, share, share this video with us, with you. Um, we also are uh, getting ready to do our, our evangelism camp. We're going to borrow a couple of your people to help us. I'll tell you what, I'm celebrating. Um, you know, there's so many of you that could come with us. We don't have room for all of you, amen, but you're more than welcome to attend. It's $125 in New York City for five nights. All your food and lodging, you just got to get there. And, uh, but we're going to actually borrow a couple of people from here to help us train. I got Jared coming with me. I don't know where he's at. Somewhere around here. Where's he at? Oh, okay. Well, then that's fine. He don't have to come out here. Jared and Jerry are, Jerry's going to be coming with us also, you know, and, uh, and, and we have a couple of other interns that are coming with us. But this is what SUM produces, amen? You're standing, or sitting, I'm standing, you're sitting in a church of a graduate of SUM, Amen? And if those of you who don't know what SUM is, you need to find out. It's, it's, it is revolutionary. It changed my life. Jesus changed my life, but then it 
Jesus used SUM to change my life. Amen. But it's, it's the Bible college, and I know there's an SUM here, and I would encourage you, if you have a call of God on your life, if you're playing, uh, you know, saying, oh, I don't know if I should go or not, I want you to really get on your knees, and I want you to really ask God, to have the school this close, to have people that love you, to be coming to this church here tonight, I don't think it's a coincidence. So I encourage you, if, you, if you're wrestling with the call of God on your life, get clarity, get clarity. If you can do anything else, go and do it. But if you're still wrestling with it, I ask you to just get involved and, 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 and join, join with SUM and and we have SUMs all over the nation. We have, and so our ministry is making use of internships. And so, you know, I, I really believe God is going to start to send people from this church out to help me do different events. We do conferences across, uh, literally across the world. Uh, I got to preach in a church of 16,000 in India. I needed some help. Someone give me a wave if you'd like to go to India and, and help me preach to 16,000 people coming to hear the gospel. Amen? So, you know, and I get to be here in Metro Praise today. Amen? And I, I don't have to be here. I get to be here. Amen. It's a privilege to, to stand in the pulpit uh, on, on, uh, on behalf of the Lord with, with, with just admiration in my heart for two good friends, a brother and sister in the Lord who we, we mightily respect, Pastor Joe, Sister Nancy. We thank you guys so much. You guys mean everything to Mary Beth and I. My wife's mother passed away last year. Uh, and she was sick in the hospital, and my wife was coming to Chicago to preach a retreat, and God allowed your pastor's wife to come and to fill in for her, and she didn't fill in. She actually took the spot, amen, and, and God utilized her, and, I, and I've heard from every single person that came on that retreat of what an awesome blessing. She's a better preacher than Pastor Joe. We need to let her preach more. I'm just kidding. Me and him are joking about something we said earlier. That was totally, but she is an awesome preacher, amen? And she's a, she was a blessing to those people. And so they, they mean everything to us. They, 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 you know, they stepped in for us and, and our ministry when we, were, when we needed them to. And, and, and they've been there for us through the years. And we just thank God for you guys. The, the, the pastors that God gave you are still on the firing line, Amen. I don't know about you, you know, when, when a family has four different fathers over a period of 10 years, we call that a dysfunctional family. That's what we call it, right? If you've had four different fathers over 10 years, that's a lot of father change, right? Metro Praise, you've had one father for the last nine years, and he's not planning on going anywhere, amen? The dysfunction is not in, in, in the house, hallelujah. I can take you down the road to several churches. We, they got some dysfunction. Not, cause I, not because they don't want to serve the Lord. It's just the fact that you got so many fathers coming in and dis, there's so much vision. Everybody's got it there. And then this one tries to implement another. You know, look, thank God because he's setting the precedent. You be faithful as the man of God has been faithful. And the leaders that God has raised up in this place. There's people who, when I first came here, that were serving in ministry that are still today serving in ministry. There are people that wanted to serve in ministry when I first came here that have elevated. What? What? They have elevated themselves. <laughs> That's how long I've been coming here. They've been saying that for years. <laughs> back when they were back there making espressos. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and so to see these people raising up into leadership, getting in the 101 and the 201, this is your commercial. You're getting in the 101 or the 201, and, and God blessing their life. The people that I saw that came in this place, there are people that were set free of demons on a Sunday night and today are serving in leadership. You want to know who they are? Come and find out after church. Amen. 
but I thank God for them. And I ask you to be faithful because I'll tell you what, there is a blessing in sticking to it. There's a blessing in going through it, and there's a blessing in sticking to it. And I want you to stick to it because you're going to go through it, amen? I'd rather go through it with God. I'd rather go through it with a church family that loves me. I'd rather go through it with a pastor that has paid the price and has stayed on the firing line. I'd rather go through it with leaders who have done the 101 and the 201. They're not trying to tell you something they haven't done. That would be hypocritical. And, and, and I really appreciate the vision. It's always been connect, men, or send. I, that's what I've heard from the day one I came in this place. If you haven't heard it yet, you need to get your ears checked. Amen. Love God, love people, right? Give me a wave if you've ever heard them two terms. And if you're not waving your hand, you're lying. I'm giving an altar call right now. Anyway, I, I just want to say I love you guys so much. Good to see you, all of the people that who over the years we've been ministering to and, and seeing people grow up and thank God for the new faces. If I don't get to know you tonight, I'm going to be very sad about that, okay? I've got 98 sermons left, and I only got one service to do it all in, okay? So if I don't get all that sermon stuff in and, and the prayer in, I want to meet you. And if I can't meet you up here, please get in contact with our ministry through, through, through the social media or, or pray me back here. So that I can get to know you. And I, I, I really mean that. People who are in this church that have been seeing me come here year after year, I know them. They're a part of my life. They're a part of my prayer life. They're part, I bear their burdens with them. Why? Because I'm on assignment from God. It's a privilege. I get to do this. And I'm the mailman. I'm the mailman. Amen. And so I'm going to listen to the Lord for some, some, some mail for you tonight. But while we're doing that, let's go to Acts. Everybody say Acts. Acts chapter 1. I don't want you to get lost. Acts chapter 1, when you have it, say word up. If you don't say hold up, don't say that in a bank. Acts chapter 1, amen? Acts chapter 1, verse 1, I have dealt, this is Luke writing to Theophilus, okay, through the Holy Spirit, here's what's happening, he's continuing the stories that he told through Christ in the book, in the gospel of Luke, he's coming into the book of Acts, and here's what he says, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day that he was taken up to heaven, after he had by the Holy Spirit given orders to, all, to the apostles whom he had chosen. To these he also presented himself alive. Someone shout alive. Now that would be okay. That kind of shout in the library would work real well, but this is not your library. Amen. I said shout alive. alive. He presented himself alive. That's good news. Amen. We don't have a dead Jesus. We have a Jesus that rose from the dead. Amen. He presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs, appearing to them for a period over 40 days. And speaking of things concerning the kingdom of God, and while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise from the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. Amen? So let me go back there because I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. In verse 3, he's talking. Go back down there. Yeah, here we go. He says uh, he, he presented himself alive, many infallible proofs, being seen by them for during 40 days and speaking of things pertaining 
to the kingdom of God. Now look, Jesus dies on the cross. He goes into the grave. He's laid there for three days. And on the third day, the Holy Spirit power that raised Jesus from the dead came in that tomb, put wrath, glorified life back in the body of Jesus. He got up out of the grave. The stone was rolled away. And we know that he was alive. Amen. But he didn't go to heaven right then. Now, he arose and, and, and presented himself and, and presented his sacrifice before the Lord, but he didn't go to heaven and say, I'm staying there. No, he presented, the Bible said, himself over a period or during a period of 40 days. Someone shout, 40 days. 40 days. I said, good number there. We 40s all over the Bible. Amen. 40s all over the corner. This is for my dead homies. Oh, that's not 40. That's 40. Get spody with your 40. 40s all over the place, amen? But 40 represents, it represents a period of time of, of, of testing. Yeah. 40 days in the wilderness, uh, 40 days in, in, in the temptation of Jesus, 40 uh, years in the wilderness. Come on, somebody. I'm not in the book of Numbers. I'm in the book of Acts, amen? So Jesus took the time to not straight up go to heaven. Come on. Rose from the dead after three days, got up, and during a period of over 40 days, he showed himself. He appeared to them during 40 days speaking about things concerning the kingdom in, in the New King James, it says. So Jesus took 40 days to teach, to talk, to prepare, to prophesy. Come on, we don't even think about that part. We just say, oh, Jesus gets up from the dead, and that is it. No, he gave his, you know, he gave his last discourse there in John, you know, through 14, 15, 16 into 17. And then he goes and dies on the cross. He says this Abba Father in the garden. We really don't hear so much about him. The Bible says that he was silent in the midst of his accusers. They accused him. He says a few things on the cross. And yells, it is finished and gives up the ghost but decides that it's not done yet. I've got to go back to my disciples. Come on, somebody. That tells me something, that there's more after the resurrection. Come on, say it with me. There's more after the resurrection. Come on, say it again. There's more after the, one more time, say, there's more after the resurrection. See, so many times we think it's just about the resurrection power that raised Jesus from that. Obviously, that gets everything going. Amen. Without that, you're hopeless. Without that, Lazarus is still wrapped up in the toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how they did it on this. That's how Metro. That, uh, that's how we did it at Warriors. We wrapped people up in toilet paper. Did the Lazarus skit? Y'all never saw that. Okay, we have to bring that back. But Lazarus was in the in the tomb for four days, and Jesus spoke, and resurrection power raised him from the dead. But there is more after resurrection power, and I want you to know there's more after the power that you experience from God for the very first time. Amen. There's more to this story. Amen. There's going to be more to your life than this service. Whatever God prophesies, praise God for it. Live it, walk it out. Check it first, but live it, walk it out. Amen. But there's more after tonight. There was more for you before you came in here today. There'll be more for you when you wake up in the morning. Come on, somebody. 
It means you're not going to exhaust the supply of the anointing that God wants to give you. But you've got to value the moment to moment because Jesus didn't stay for 50 days. He stayed for 40 days. He didn't get over to him and say, hey, Peter, I'm going to need a motel for about 40 more days now. You mind give me a hotel for 40 days I'm gonna be, and then I'm going to be gone, okay? Then I've got my friend coming in in 10 more days and I want you to get him a room in the upper room. I just don't see Jesus telling them why, how long he's going to stay. They, I don't even know if they knew it was 40 days. Obviously they did because the Holy Spirit divinely revealed it to Luke and he's revealing it to us tonight. But something was important about what Jesus spent 40 days doing. And he said he spoke of things concerning the kingdom of God. You know, the most important things like, you know, make sure that when the preacher comes that he has white shirts on and make sure that his 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 hair is slicked back and not past his collar. You know, kingdom things, amen. And make sure that when you worship, that you worship in a white building by the minimum size of 60 by 30. And make sure every wall is white and the red color carpet is the only way, place that I'm going to choose to move when I go from this place. You know, things concerning the kingdom of God. I have a hard time believing that Jesus was sitting down telling the measurements. He already did that. That was an Old Testament thing. Come on, somebody. He was setting their hearts on something. He was preparing their hearts for the, the real reason why he was leaving. I said this this morning. He said, it's to your advantage that I go away. Why? Didn't matter. He tried to tell him. And he says in, in John chapter 16, verse 12, I still have many things to tell you, but you cannot bear them now. And that word bear means that you're not able to get up underneath the weight of what, I'm, what I need to say to you. What limits God? What, you can say nothing, but things limit God. People limit God. Now, don't get me wrong. God is sovereign. He can do anything he wants to do. If he wants to make all the hair on your head fall out, fall out he will. And he can reverse that too. Come on, my brothers that want their hair back. Amen. God can do anything, amen? But he is limited. He is limited. First off, his love is limited by our revelation of it. Because if I think God loves you by me putting you down, that's my revelation of God's love. So all I'll ever do is put you down. Or if I think God's love only applies to church people because we don't have time to get messy with the sinner peoples. Now I've cut off God through me, not himself, because God can talk through a donkey. Amen. And tonight he's talking through a butt donkey, Glenn but donkey. Amen. You're not limiting God. You're limiting yourself. Amen. And what God can do through you. Our revelation of him limits us. We, we say we believe he raises the dead, but we're still somewhere inside us not quite sure if he can really do that. We say that he opens up deaf ears, but we're still wrestling with the fact that can God really open up a deaf ear? If a person is deaf in this place tonight, can God do it? Oh, yeah, he can do it. I read about it. It's more than reading. It's more than reading. 
Pentecost is not a birthright. It's an experience. And it's a way of life. It's a spirit-led life that I was talking about here this morning, you know. And, and, I, and, I, and I appreciate those that are hungry that have come back out tonight. Because I believe God is going to honor you for that. I appreciate it. It's easier to just say, you know what, I don't want to be here. I can catch it online and all that. And praise God for those of you that are catching it online. If you, if, if, if you came here tonight, I fully believe God to do something in your life. Not just because I want him to, because he wants to. And not only does he want to, he's well able to do it. And he's well capable. His arm is not shortened today. There is nothing in your life that he can't point out. There's nothing that you are hiding in your life that brother man from another mother man. Not a mother man because that would be trouble, you know what I'm saying? But that the brother can't see that God doesn't reveal to him. You can get everything you need from God tonight. You can. You can. So he presents himself alive, speaks of things concerning the kingdom of God, and he says, you wait for the promise of the Father which you've heard from me. John truly baptized in water, verse 5, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And they ask him a pretty cool question because, you know, he hadn't been teaching much about the kingdom for 40 days yet. Are you going to restore the kingdom at this time? If you were talking about the kingdom for 40 days after you had rose from the dead, and the last question, your folks, you know, your closest people, you know, the people who you put in the, the, the keys to the Cadillac, <laughs> give them the keys to the Cadillac, and the last question they ask you, does this thing uh, need gas? But you got to love the patience of God. What is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man come on somebody that you should even pay attention to him hallelujah can i white tyrone that for, that verse for you who who are we that god even is putting his mind on us well i'll tell you who we are we're his beloved we're his treasured possession we're pretty valuable because i'll tell you what if we weren't the, the thief don't steal something that don't isn't worth nothing amen you know what? The thief knows the diamond ring and the bling bling, come on somebody, from the, 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 the crystals and from the fake jewelry and the costume jewelry. He knows the difference. He's not going to go out of his way. He's going to be a pretty dumb thief. He won't break into the house that has no money. Like He's not out there breaking into the, the cardboard box of the homeless man because the homeless man doesn't really have anything for him. But he will try to get into the millionaire's mansion. Come on, just think like a thief. I don't want you to be a thief. I don't want you to go back there. It's under the blood if you ever was a thief. But just think for like a thief for a minute, would you? You got dumb criminals. We, have, we see them all the time, amen? People who drive Broncos down the highway and set the president for, uh, precedence. <laughs> For, for so many other criminals. A million dollar thief. Pe people that are still a million dollars don't even have to break into houses anymore. They get on computers. They steal identities. In the last days, guess what the thief is trying to do? He, he, he's not even trying to break into the house. He's just trying to steal the identity. He's stealing the Christian's identity. He's stealing the kingdom identity. He's stealing the believer's identity. He's stealing what it means to be called. He's stealing what it means to pay a sacrifice. You're looking at things differently today. 
Church used to mean, in church in India in certain parts means that you could lose your life. You had nice, beautiful uh, pictures I saw about, you know, uh, baptisms and Chicago for Jesus. I commend you. Thank God that you did it out, outdoors. Let me tell you something. I have had to uh, uh, pick up the pieces of, of, of young men and young ladies who got baptized in a tank, renounced their Hindu names, and their own parents pour kerosene on top of them and set themselves on fire. Because their children are an embarrassment to them because they became a Christian. The thief has stolen some of y'all's identities, some church identities, some Christian identities, some kingdom identities. I, I, I'm speaking from my heart here tonight because I believe some of y'all think that, that, you know, you're not, you're untouchable or you haven't been touched, but I think you have. The best thief is the thief that lets you keep on living your life going around and you don't even know he's stealing from you. Oh, man, come on, I'm telling on myself now. The best thief is the one who sits on your couch. You opened your door to him. He came into your house because you invited him in. And there are some people in your life that are nothing but thieves. Anointed of the devil to stop you from getting to the destiny that God's called you to go to. And the problem is you can't lose yourself from him. And I'll tell you, it's part of what I said to here this morning, is that some of you admire these thieves. We got preachers that admire preachers that are thieves in Ireland. We got churches that want to be like other churches because they got numbers. They got people. But let me tell you something. Hell's got prisoners. And let me tell you something else. Just because your jail cell is a little bit bigger than the brother next to you don't mean you're free either. Some of y'all can pace two, two times in your cell and the guy next to you say, well, let me tell you, you just need to be free now. See how free I am? I can go two paces in my Christianity. Why don't you just get out the jail cell tonight? Why don't you get totally set free? Why don't you get from behind the bars of your, what you call, what I call churchianity, what, what some people call Christianity? You can be totally free tonight. And how do you get there? Concern yourself with things concerning the kingdom. And the Holy Spirit in your life will help you be concerned with things that are concerning the kingdom. You say, you look in your life, you say, I don't have enough to give. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough. You're going to keep playing that fiddle. You're going to keep dancing that same song. And that thief is going to keep tricking you, keep deceiving you, keep stealing from you. In the kingdom of God, it's not about equal giving. It's about equal sacrifice. God gave all of himself for you. So why are you giving anything less than that? If you don't give God all of you and every area of you, including your past, including what you're doing right now in darkness and in the secret places, you can expect... A less effective Holy Spirit in your life. Not because God doesn't want to do something, but because, let me tell you something. And if, if you are on the verge of walking away from God, God will expose it to leaders. Because he loves you that much. 
And there are times, there are, there are people in my life whom I, I have walked arm in arm with in this gospel who have walked away from the faith. And I could keep looking at the headlines of history is littered with all these people that fell or all these people that didn't make it. Or I can keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. I can keep my eyes fixed on the kingdom. I can put my hand to the plow and not look back. Don't mind myself. If someone, would, if someone were to come in my life today, I don't have time for that. I don't have a place for that because I'm occupied with the kingdom. Tyrone, don't preach yet. Are you going to restore the kingdom at this time? Oh, man. What, what was our verse we said this morning? We were saying Proverbs 3, verse, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. And he'll mess up your paths. And all your ways acknowledge him and he'll try to trick you. And make you, you know, lose at life, lose your opportunities. He'll direct your paths. Amen. And here's the, this is why I have, I'm not any better or, or, or than anybody here. Here's what I have. I have a different perspective because I get to go to different places. And I'll tell you something that I see where I go. And it's across the board. And this is, a, this is where the problem, I believe, lies. Is that people value understanding above relationship. When you put understanding above the fact that you have a relationship with somebody, you are out of kingdom order. I'm going to break it down. Believe me, I, I'm just letting it sink in because I can see some of y'all going, what in the world is he talking about? I'm about to give you a granola bar in the spirit. Come on. <laughs> Crunch on this. How many times have you looked at the person who you're supposed to be, you know, with, linked up with, whether that's in ministry, whether that's in relationship as a, as a life partner, as a husband or a wife, or as a parent to a child or a child to a parent or somebody, a boss in your life, and you say that word, I don't understand them. Or you just don't understand. Here's what, here's what the problem is. is when you value understanding above relationship, what happens is now understanding separates you from that person and the relationship that God has for you in their life and that they have in your life. Don't you know that's the whole, the devil is the author of confusion. People leave Metro Praise because they don't understand. I don't understand why they're so, you know, so, so, so strict. <laughs> they're not strict. They're free. And they want you to be free. See, the, they did not understand. And, 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 and Jesus doesn't go look at them and say, how can you be looking at me like I've been teaching about the kingdom for 40 days? When Peter began to, you know, get the greatest revelations, it didn't make his relationship with God any different. Come on now. Not in God's eyes, not in Jesus. Jesus always, when, when God created the world, he, he created not under, for man to have understanding, but for man to have relationship. Relationship with the planet, relationship with the air, relationship with his wife. 
And there's going to come times in your walk of life where you don't understand the people who God's assigned you to be with. Yes. You've got to begin to value relationships higher. You have relationships, and when you don't understand, see, that's, that's what I was saying this morning. You trust in the Lord with all your heart until you don't understand. I'm committed in this relationship till I don't understand. And when you don't understand, now you lose the fact that you have a relationship with that person. That's why people leave their house. That's why people leave their spouses. He don't understand me. I can't wait to get out of my my parents don't even understand me. Well, guess what? It wasn't a surprise to God that they were going to be your parents. You've got to begin to value relationships because everything in the kingdom is about relationships. It's about roles. And it's about, I told you that's where it's about proximity to that relationship that you have. I'm only here today because I have relationship. That brother and me have not understood each other for 20 years. Amen. We today understand each other more than we ever have. And there was a time when, when, when Pastor and I, we, we, we didn't have understanding, and I allowed misunderstanding. Someone say misunderstanding. And that ain't somebody, not that girl down the road. Misunderstanding. When I allowed misunderstanding to get between our relationship with one another, and that caused some people in the kingdom not to receive. I'm telling all of a I'm repenting. Because this brings refreshing to my life. Because I am in a great place with that pastor back there. And I'll tell you who drives the wedge and who makes, who magnifies misunderstanding, not God, the devil. People misunderstand what they're supposed to be doing in each other's life. You misunderstand that that person doesn't owe you anything. You, you misunderstand that you owe that person everything. Because the Bible says you owe no man nothing but to love them. So why don't you understand that for a minute? I'm not trying to break it down. No, Tyrone, don't do that to them today. You have relationships with people that God has called to be in your life that are totally ungodly. And let me tell you something. Those people in your life who he called to be in your life and relationship that are totally ungodly are not called to be your spouse. Because I could hear the devil say, see, he said you could get with that boy. Yeah. No, I heard you, devil. You're lying to them folks. Everybody say this with me. I am not their savior. Come on, say it again. I am not their savior. So the people that you're trying to save, that you're trying to missionary date into the kingdom, that you're trying to missionary win, look, just get over it. You're not their savior. I could have got a louder amen from, 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 from some of y'all. There's a misunderstanding. You think you're their savior. You're not. You'll never be able to save them. You'll never be able to change their behavior. The love of God in you will help them to see Jesus. The love of God in you will cause them to pick up coals of fire in the spirit and throw it on their pretty little head. 
but you're not their savior. You cannot save them. And if you tried, you would not keep them saved. And that's why some of you are frustrated because you don't understand why Jesus hadn't set them free yet. I don't understand why this church is not growing. Well, good. Just stop trying to understand and just have relationship with those that are here. If you want prophetic preaching, then you're getting it right now. Amen. Understanding is a, it, 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 God doesn't really care if you understand or not. Amen. There's going to be some dumb people that went to heaven. <laughs> hey, I'm in heaven. <laughs> he didn't understand a lick, but he's in heaven. Amen. Praise God. I'd rather be dumb and lose all my teeth, amen, and be in heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. We want to understand when God grants us. But one of our prayers should be, God, give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We want understanding. But when you value, see, life has different types of value. Just think of it like currency. Time is a currency, Okay. Value, you got to value things. You are always valuing things. Some of you value your social media more than you, you, you do your relationships. Because that is your relationship. Don't get me wrong, i got Facebook, I've got, uh, I've, I've got Twitter. But when my wife is sitting across from the table, this is going on here. Oh my gosh. And she went to see Bobo the Clown. Okay, this is great. Ooh, look at that guy. Oh, he's got a Slurpee. I don't get a Slurpee. <laughs> Meanwhile, the person is in the room that God has assigned me to shepherd, to have relationship with. And she's over there, I don't understand, Tyrone. He's a crazy. We've got to start to value people, not because of what they can do for us, not even for what we can do for them, but because it is right. It is righteous to be on assignment. It is the right thing to do. And some of your assignment isn't trying to figure out all their problems. Sometimes people, let me tell you one of the dumbest things I ever did when I started, first started doing missions trip, throwing money at every problem I saw, because I can solve it. I'm American. America, we're going to do this. America missions. And I'm seeing problems, and I'm throwing money at that problem. And listen, we, people heard the gospel. Great things happen. But let me tell you something. When I came back, I understood that the value of partnership and relationship was a whole lot better than me throwing money at people's problems. Because when I came back, they didn't only have the same problems because they came back in six months. They had more problems. And they were going, ATM Ministries, could you come and help me now? When people would look at me, they would see a dead president. Hello? People looking at folks in their life like, I just wish I could meet a millionaire. Well, look, let me tell you something. You can come meet me because I'm a millionaire. I'm going to win a million souls in Jesus' name. Amen. You want to know a millionaire? Come on, Deani right here. She's going to be a millionaire. Amen. You should have shouted, girl. See, we all have motives. Just get, get yours pure. 
just get yours pure. And if you can't get them pure, you need to cut off that, you know, when you go around people and you're expecting them to do something for you, your motive may not be pure. People are molested by people that they feel they can't get out of the situation because these people are doing things for them. You start studying these pedophiles and these crazy idiots that touch children and touch people. They, they, they buy them all kind of things and, 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 and gain their trust. And, and then those people start coming back and they want more. Oh, you want more? Well, now let me touch you in an inappropriate way. And some people, they don't mind letting that happen so they can get them things. We've got people utilizing their bodies to break up marriages. And people are falling for this because they value understanding above relationship. Relationship. What would it profit a man to win the whole world? What would it profit Brother Glenn to win the whole world and lose his family? I'm not going to lose Mary Beth. I'm not going to lose Elijah. I'm not going to lose Zoe. I'll quit doing this before that happens. They are the most important possession that God has given me on the earth. Not my iPad or my iPhone. Not my ability and my gifting to preach. They are the most important thing, and God gave them to me. So tonight, you're going to get something from God. You better get an anointing, and you better value it, not because of what it can do for you, but what God can do through you with it. God wants to do something through you with the anointing, with the anointing. God can give you inventions. God can give you dreams. The Holy Spirit who holds the mysteries of the universe in his hand can just say, put a thought in you to be at the Walmart or be at the supermarket. And at the same time, somebody whose car is having a problem, you take the time out of your precious day and you use some of your currency call time and you help a person jumpstart their car. That person happens to own a business. And as you're helping them, you begin to share your heart. And then all of a sudden that person say, man, we're, well, I want you to come down and I want you to visit me. And we need to talk more about what you're saying. And this is my card. And you go down there and all of a sudden you are now one of the top marketers for uh, the, most, uh, the biggest organic fruit company in New York. Uh, true story, bro. Yeah, true story. Why not? Why are we limiting God? What limits God? What limits God in your life? Your availability. Your revelation of him and your availability. If you're not available, he can't tell you to go. If you're not available, he can't free you up to go. And if you're not willing to say, Lord, I have a relationship in this kingdom. And you, you just, oh, I want to understand, Lord, how are you going to get me to be there? How are you going to get a man to me? How are you going to get a woman to me? God, just help me, Lord. 
Just start living your life. I love, I love, I love people. We had, you know, this is a, an opportunity for me to just brag on God. I was here a couple years back. There were people who needed children, who needed to have a child. And through the word of knowledge and through the word of wisdom, God moved into people's lives. We have five children that were added to this church. And some of them folks are now fertile myrtles. They're on their second, going to have a third too. Amen. Everybody say roll. I said this this morning. I want to say it again. In God's kingdom, wisdom is relational. Because God doesn't just have wisdom. He is wisdom. And when you have relationship with God, you go to him and him inside of you brings wisdom out. You understand I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't park there. I shouldn't. Uh, uh, I shouldn't go and engage in that type of a conversation. Maybe you don't even get all that. You just get a mm, in your gut. I call those those unexplainables in the gut. And you just know that this is not a conversation I need to be getting in. And you know, feel antsy, but yet you stay there because you don't understand why you need to leave. And you don't want to, you know, but you stay there. Man, let me tell you something. I remember being a brand new Christian. And I remember that the Holy Spirit, there was a, a graduation party. The Holy Spirit was on me saying get away from this place and I was like what are you talking about God get away from this place go around the corner right now it was urgent and what happened was there was some people that were pushed into the pool and they were getting up and these young ladies were see-through because of the water Praise God, I didn't get, have to see it. You know how I knew about it? Because when I took off and ran out the screen door and went around the corner, one of my friends saw me and wondered what was going on. And him and everybody else there were looking at what was going on. And he came around the back and he said to me, hey, bro, what you did there was awesome, man. I want, I want that in my life. You know what I said? What are you talking about? He said, we all sat there and we looked at her. But you didn't want to get lust in your heart. And I said, man, I don't want to make a big deal about it. I said, you know what? I don't want to stumble, man. I've come a long way and I don't want to lose what God gave me. Why? Because I want to protect the anointing. Someone say, I must protect this house. <laughs> Amen. You got to protect this thing. Okay. Your availability. You got to be available for God to tell you to move when He says to move. You got to be able to stop when He says stop. Amen. If you're on a computer after 11 o'clock at night and the Holy Ghost is saying, get off the computer, and you go, nah, I'm going to get one more slide. I'm on one more site, one more site, one more site. You're in there and now you're in the wrong place. And now you're not one more site. You're in one more fight. And you losing, homie. You got to get right. And getting right isn't just like, I got to get right. Gotta. No, you just live right. It's a part of you. Holy Spirit says don't. You don't. If he doesn't say don't, you can. Amen? Did, I don't think they heard me there, Brother Ish. I said if he doesn't say don't, then you can. Amen? If he doesn't tell you not to, then you sh and it's in your heart to do it, then you should. Amen? If you've prayed about it, if, if, if there's nothing in your gut telling you no, if people in your life, is there safety in the multitude of counselors? Listen to me very plainly. There's safety in the multitude of counselors. That means when you have people that you trust, say relationship. When you have relationship in your life and there are people that you have to bounce ideas off of because you don't know if it's God, if I should do this because I don't want to make a mistake. Now you're operating like the kingdom. 
Now you're valuing brother roles, brothers keepers. There are brothers keepers. Cain's sin wasn't only murder of his brother. It was the lack of showing affection and concern for his brother. He disdained relationship. I got a relationship with Steve Ramos now. I like that brother. I only had to see him for five minutes and I like him. Yeah, God told me to. Amen. I'm going to keep liking him and whether he likes it or not. Amen. I'm going to like his hair back in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> and even if it don't come back, I'm going to get some faith in Jesus' name. But I'm going to like him. Amen. I like him. You've got to be available. You've got to give yourself the opportunity to have relationships. Not everybody's an intimate friend. I know that. Do you know that? Because you're all three months with an intimate friend and three months in another per person's bed. You only have a few intimate friends in your whole lifetime. People that can come, take your keys out of your hand and say, no, girl, go back in there and read your Bible. Do you have anybody in your life like that? If you don't, you better get somebody. Because that will keep you saved and well-behaved. That'll keep you blessed up and not messed up. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all are too messed up, too messed up to be blessed up. You need to be blessed up, and you get blessed up in relationship. When you have a brother that can look you in the eye and say, are you looking at everything the right way? When you have a sister in your life and saying, you know, I know you're lonely. Are you wrestling with this thing still? Girl, you know I'm wrestling with it. Well, you know what? Let's pray right now. In fact, praying is not enough. I want you to come to my house. Don't sit in that house alone thinking about the, the, that guy who did whatever to you. Get right with God. I've got a relationship for you. That's what God's saying. Get right with me. I'm going to bring brothers in your life and sisters in your life, fathers in your life, mothers. I, didn't, I was an orphan, man. I was passed around from home. I didn't have a family, a real family that I would say, yes, he would go to battle for me. or he would. I have more fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters today than I've ever had in my whole life. Why? Because it's a relationship. It's a I got to India because of relationship. I got to SUM because of relationship. I got to Metro Praise because of relationship. It's about relationship above understanding. You got to replace your value. I want you to just take a moment right now. We're going to. We're going we're gonna to keep preaching, but I want you to take a moment. I feel like there's, there's some of you that have to put something on the threshing floor right now. Threshing floor is a place where you just pray about it. I want you to look at your life. I want you to look at relationships. I want you to look at your parental relationships in your life. Have you valued them correctly? I'm not saying that they do everything right in your life. I'm, I'm not saying, are you, value, you, are you valuing them correctly? Are you valuing them correctly right now in your life? Because if you hate your parents you got to get that right. It's cutting you off from relationship. And it's cutting you off from blessing. How can you love a God whom you do not see and hate your father and mother whom you do see? I'm not saying you've got to agree with everything they've done. I'm not saying that whatever they've done shamefully to you, you've got to accept that. What I'm saying to you is you've got to get, a place, get to a place where relationship matters to you. I couldn't think about my 14-and-a-half-year-old drug-using mama without hating her guts all my life. And after I was saved, I didn't want to talk about it. 
I still don't like talking about it, but I'm telling you what, I'm in a whole lot better place. And God has brought deliverance to me. And I love this woman. If she were to walk in here today and I were to meet her, I would be thankful. I would get an opportunity to say, look, you may not have uh, understood what was going on. And I didn't understand why you didn't want me from the hospital. But I'm going to tell you right now, I thank God that I'm alive here today to share with you what God has done in my life. It's about relationship. Take a moment. I want you to think about parental relationship. Take a moment. I want, to th- I want you to think about, is there somebody in your life, a brother or a sister, whom you can go to right now and confess the darkest things? Because if they're not there, we need to pray them in your life tonight. All your business is not everybody's business. I don't want you to go, hey, oh, we're going to get on the blog and tell everybody. No. But there is somebody in your life that you need to tell about the things that the devil is tricking you on. Because they might just say, nobody even thinks that way about you. Stop, stop. That's not even true. Let me tell you something. The devil's one of, one of the, the, the greatest military strategies, and it's, 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 it's re-employed over and over in every battle, in every war. This is what they're trying to do, divide and conquer. That's what they're trying to do, try to divide and conquer. Divide so that they're not as strong, and then conquer the weaker part. So that's what the devil does. He comes and he divides you from your relationships. The people that can bless you. I'm not saying that they're going to bless you, but God will bless you, whether through their words, through their heart, through their deeds, or through somebody else. But God's looking down tonight and he's saying it's about relationship. And you got to get your relationships right. Because you have... An opportunity here tonight. God brought me by with this word to explain to you role is important in the kingdom. Proximity, closeness, or space and time, nearness. Why did you sit next to her tonight? You know her. Amen. You're believing God to do something in her life tonight. Is that right? What are you asking God to do for her, for her tonight? What, that's very general. What do, you want her to, what do you want to see God do in her life tonight? He's going to give you peace tonight. What's your name, ma'am? What is it? Amanda. Amanda, I don't think it's an accident that you're here. Your friend wanted you to be here sitting right there on that front row. You're here tonight, and God's going to give you peace. Would you close your eyes and just believe God's touching you right now? Father, as you are ministering to her heart, just loose everything that the devil has bound up. Put your hand on your friend's shoulder. That's all I want you to do right there, and let the anointing flow through your life. Father, you promised to give comfort. So, Father, be the comforter right now. Let Amanda know that the God in heaven that sat her on this front row, Lord God, next to her friend, God, we join with the prayers of her friend and her own prayers. And, God, we speak right now, and I say peace on your life. Peace on your life. Peace that passes understanding. for Amanda, Lord. Thank you for a sister, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for someone who needs help, God, from your spirit and through her own friend, through her sister, Lord God. In Jesus' name, you're blessing her, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, I pray that she, Father God, will receive tonight instruction. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Come on, just put all your heart in. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. 
Somehow it's feeling better, isn't it? Already, it's already feeling better. Already, you already know it's being worked out. That's, that's how good God is. Amen? Father, just keep, keep blessing her, Lord. Keep blessing her, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My brother, piano man, brother, piano man is already on it. Look at him. He's ready to go. Amen. James 5, 1, 1, 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Amen. Do you need something in the, fo in, in the form of wisdom with a situation you're facing? Whether to get out of a situation or you need wisdom to get into a relationship. Amen. Check your motive. If your motive's not pure, I can't bless you. Amen. But if your motive is right, if your heart is right, I can, I can definitely ask God to bless you. You're here tonight, you say, I need wisdom to get out of a relationship. And I'm not talking about a marital covenant. Amen. I had one sister say, well, you said, you said that I wanted to get out of a relationship. <laughs> no, we're going to have, you already vowed. Amen. You vowed and then you to doubt out. Okay, so you were in it. We're gonna, we got other things for that. We can help with the relationship. Amen. But if you're trying to get out of a relationship, and that's not only just opposite sex relationship. There might be people in your life that are manipulating you. Man, I'm about to see God set some folks free, Pastor. Some of y'all have been being, you've been having your identity stolen for so long, you don't even know who you are. Or even who you're supposed to be. Sister, right there, bam. Whew. Praise God. God's going to restore identity to you. Some of y'all don't know how to be a mom because your mom wasn't the best. Well, you know, don't keep blaming her. Get to God who knows how to make a mother. She, he made the mother of Jesus. He made Hannah who cried out for a son. There were five Hannahs that were blessed the last time I was here. Amen. You've lost your identity. You don't know who you're supposed to be anymore. This service is for you. I came all the way by here not to not not just to talk about you don't understand and we're all not going to understand. But we've got to start to value things that matter in eternity and relationships matter in eternity. Relationships can help you get to the next place in God. Relationships can help you get to the next place in your life. When God wants to bless you, he brings a person into your life. And the devil will do everything he can to remove that person from your life. And that includes you messing up. That includes you taking for granted the relationship. That includes them messing up. And them taking the relationship for granted. You want to, when the devil wants to mess you up, you know what he does? He brings a person into your life. And he does everything he can not to let that person get out of your life. He gives you every reason not to let that person go. You're going to hurt them. You can't make it without them. See, there's so 
the, the enemy is such a counterfeiter. Whatever God does, he does. But he does it with his perverted anointing. The devil has an anointing. He has a power. He empowers people to destroy your life and my life. He has a woman assigned to take me down in ministry. He has a stack of money assigned to take Brother Glenn down in ministry. He has an idol set up so that I can say, I want to be that. I want to worship that. Set up to take me down in ministry. He already has a plan. He already has it in place. He's just hoping that I can get my eyes off of God, that I can loosen up and, and devalue relationships that God has brought into my life to the point where he can insert his person in there. And that's what he's been doing. That's what he's been doing. It's time to get your identity back. It's time to come back to the place where you start to say, I've got to get back to, to, to is it the time, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of of the earth. Can you say amen to that this evening? And as you're saying amen, turn to, to the book of Titus. Chapter 2, verse 11. Titus chapter 2, verse 11, for the grace of God, someone say amazing grace. For the grace of God, someone say amazing grace. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us. Another version of the Bible says training us. That Denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. In other words, that grace to save is also grace to live. Strength to make it. Amen? And I truly believe that the empowerment of the Holy Spirit has to do a lot with living and walking out the character that God is birthing inside of you. Because you have more truth manifesting in your very midst. Amen? And this is a question I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to ask everybody in here as we're getting ready to go into this altar time, is what is the last thing that you did by faith? What's the last? It wasn't coming here. You knew you were coming here. That wasn't by faith. What was the last thing you did by faith? My sister just did something by faith. I put her on the spot. She didn't want to say it. But by faith, she stepped out, and now our, our sister Amanda is feeling the peace of God right now. She's going to experience more and more of it. Amen? What's the last thing that you did by faith? Because the Bible says that the just shall live by faith, and that we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen? And so here tonight, as the prophetic anointing is flowing, we're talking about identity. We're talking about what is, it, what is identity in the kingdom. What has value in your life? What relationships are you valuing at this moment? Do you, have you even looked at the, the people in your life? And have you even considered if any of them aren't supposed to be there? 
Or have you looked at the people in your life and have you considered that you might possibly be taking a great blessing and a relationship for granted? And that God wants to fill you with His Holy Spirit. Not just so you can hootie hootie shundai on a Sunday. But so that you can move through life and maneuver that spirit-led life on a day-to-day -day basis. So you can know when I walk into a room, there's an assignment. There's somebody in here that needs Jesus. When I walk into a room, somebody in here was sent to me from God. Do you, mean, do, do you mean anything to God? Well, you mean everything to Him. He bankrupt heaven for you. For me and for you. The Spirit-led life. And here's the Spirit-led life. The Spirit-led pastor, minister, and tonight possibly prophetically anointed for your life. Just begin to pray and say, Lord, I fix myself on you right now. I fix my eyes on you right now. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you right now. Father, I release God's people to receive from you tonight. God, if there's a demon that has been tormenting people... A fit, an identity stealer. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray you would expose it right now. You begin to expose it right now through this, this time of worship, this time of, of commitment, this time of relationship, God. Let us have relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you would reveal it prophetically, Lord God. If you say, I've been deceived, and I don't want to be deceived any longer, lift up your hand right now. I've been deceived. I don't want to be deceived any longer. Praise God. Praise God. If those of you that are lifting up your hands, if you have the faith that God is going to do something right now, come up here. The rest of you just keep praying. There is no shame in the deception. The shame is if you know you're being deceived and you either enjoy it or you walk out of here trying to fight it on your own. I'm telling you, it's going to get crazy in here in a minute, but just be ready. Just be ready to receive what God's going to give you. Praise God. Jesus, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Thank you. Come on, look to God. Just look to God. Just look to God. Look to God. He's bigger than a man. Come on, just look to God. I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be deceived. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Father, we loose right now this anointing. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, I'd ask you just to pray. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, ask the Lord. Say, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit tonight.